Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Right Perspective. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe on any and every platform you use to engage with us. Today, we're going to recap and discuss the Creed movie franchise. This includes Creed from 2015, Creed 2 from 2018, and Creed 3 that just came out of a few weeks, a few days ago, actually, on March 3rd, 2023. All three movies star Michael B. Jordan as Adonis Donnie Creed, um, or I guess Ooh. it's Adonis Donnie Johnson, <laughs> who is the son of the Apollo Creed character from the Rocky franchise. And the first two films include the legendary Sylvester Stallone in the cast playing Rocky Balboa. And all three movies include Tessa Thompson and Felicia Rashad. Creed made $173.6 million Oof. on a budget of $35 million. Oh, wow. Creed 2 made $214.1 million on a budget of $50 million. And Creed 3 had a budget of $75 million and already in just a few days has made $22 million. So for some... The mere fact that the Creed franchise has been such a moneymaker and the fact that it is an extension of the Rocky franchise, those, those facts will be enough to make these movies classics. Uh, but today, we will determine whether they are classics from the right perspective. We'll do a recap, we'll discuss the movies, and then we'll take a vote using a voting symbol that we pick especially for this discussion. But let's start with intros. Kick us off, bro. I am Aubrey Wright, I'm the oldest. I'm Janiah Wright. I'm the middle. Hi, I'm Brittany Wright, and I am the youngest. And y'all, you know, this this is one of those rare times where we are reviewing something that is new and fresh and new in the world. Doesn't happen often on our podcast. <laughs> no. So it's so exciting. We love things that are in the archives. <laughs> we do. Yeah, we be the archive show. <laughs> it's, a, it's a show for the archives. <laughs> it's a show for the archives. Okay. My my goal is to make the perfect thing you can fall asleep to. <laughs> All right, so I see we need a um a, a team meeting. That is great content. That is great content. Janiah hates when I'm always like, yeah, you know, some people could just listen to it while they're watching. The That's dishes. right. That's right. And she's Dude. like, no, I, I want. want I'm to, like, I want you to hear every third minute and be involved. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> these Listen, low bars. Those are some of the. Those are some of the best podcasts. Those that are my I favorites. Have. Yes, I'm sitting and I'm washing <laughs> dishes. I'm folding clothes and I'm sitting there commenting like they can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you guys just keep adding agenda items to our next production meeting if you want to. <laughs> You just right. keep keep it going. Yeah. First okay. agenda. I, won't be able to make it. I got something to do that day. <laughs> first, uh-uh, you need to be there because first agenda item is do does do all three of us need to be here for it to be the right person? <laughs> if you're new to our podcast, we always pick a voting symbol and we tailor it to the content. Okay. We really get in there. We really get in there. I think it's you need to describe. I think Aubrey needs to describe. He, I think every podcast you need to describe how we pick symbols. You, because you said something like Janaya is prepared, you're slightly prepared, and Brittany is never. No, no, no. no. Well, I'm prepared. Janaya is over prepared. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Brittany comes up with it, right and I'm now. underprepared. Yeah, yeah. Brittany's underprepared. She comes up right now. And it, and it works beautifully. And it I does. don't mean to, because I literally yes. forget until this very moment that we're going to have a voting simple. I don't mean to hey, forget. Listen, 
Listen, don't, mean to. don't question how the how the jazz happens. It just happens every it time I happens. go. Oh yeah, zippity boo bop. Then I have well, to I... say to myself, "What happened in these movies again?" <laughs> oh, now that one you probably kept the shit. Yeah, and then she'll just pick random scenes that come to her mind, and then symbols come from there. I do well, want you to pretend like you remember the movies. I, do I remember them. <laughs> well, y'all, I used this... to believe you. This symbol, though, I don't remember. This symbol is that I'm going to recommend. All right. This is probably going to be one of our fastest like decision okay. ones because this is like real. You, you hit the nail. On... It's oh yeah. I mean, this oh. one is so right, apparently, you know, it. Okay. <laughs> so, I would like to recommend that we use as our voting symbol the pair of shorts that Donnie Johnson wore that had Johnson on the back and Creed on the front. Ooh, why? Okay, so in all <laughs> yeah. three movies, I agree. I don't want to call it that, but I'm already on board. But I'm on board. I, with I the call it the Johnson so Creed far. shorts. Johnson Creed shorts. I like Johnson Creed shorts. Okay, it's, in all three movies, this this main character, what he's struggling with is his identity. You know, in the first, as we meet him, you know, he's trying to come to terms with the legitimacy of his claim to the Creed name, (laughs) right? Because he was born to Apollo Creed, but as a result of an extramarital affair, okay? And his actual given last name is Johnson. And so he just doesn't really feel entitled to the Creed name. And number two, it's like, he doesn't want to be a tarnish on his father's great legacy. He says that, you know, and it's so crazy because this, this, this struggle, it continues for him. I mean, by the third movie, he is still feeling fraudulent. Okay. And a little bit like an imposter in his success and his wealth, you know, and then in the third movie, a friend from his childhood uh, comes back into his life and then actually raises the question out loud that 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 creed has been that uh donis have been grappling with and in his in his head the entire time which is you know did you actually earn any of this is this really yours do you deserve this what you know and just essentially calls him a fraud and um and it's one of those things that just and then again he's now in the tailspin again of of who am i you know and the truth is he's trying so hard to like reconcile like this dissonance between who he actually is and how he like sees himself. But the truth is that's that's not a, a battle he needs to fight because he is both. He is both a Johnson and a Creed, okay? He doesn't have to choose. And that is why those shorts are the perfect symbol because they hold both names. Bam. Wow. I don't like to I don't like to enable you, but that is a really good idea. That was good. <laughs> yeah. What did you come up with, bro? No, yours is good. I don't even talk about <laughs> yours is very good, very thought out. It's actually a symbol. And it's actually, see, if you don't know about our podcast, <laughs> don't be fooled by this great idea Janaya just gave us. Okay? Because normally she's like, I would like to do the cigarette butt <laughs> next to the spin bucket <laughs> in the third act of the first movie. That's normally <laughs> right. idea. It represents Mick from the Rocky movie. Right. It yeah. represents. And what and what are we all doing? Getting smoked, right? You know? So I just want you all to know that. But bro, it's funny you should say that because in my notes for the voting symbol, the last bullet actually says, 
aren't we all struggling with this? That's actually, I didn't say it out loud because I, I, I didn't feel like I needed and, to stop. But you know what? what? That was the most denial part of it. And don't you leave it out. I left it out. Because I told you that's says, my Aren't part. we all struggling? That's right. Yes. Don't leave there it out. out. This is the push and pull. Don't you leave the denial. This is the push and pull that we all struggle with, y'all. You know? And you think about, just even think about yourself at work. You know, especially as like a black person out here in these streets, you're constantly grappling with how should I show up? All right, I'm cutting her off. Yeah, I'm start, I'd start her up again. And man, what does it mean to be authentic? Oh my god, that's the question. Yeah, Brittany, do you yeah. have any? Like a good tag and some some nice high price shorts. Listen, I have a ton. I have a ton of great ideas, okay? We know. But I'm not going to share any of them because I don't want to overshadow Janias. I don't want to make her feel bad. You know, but there's so many things. There's so many things. I mean, I could give you a taste. Do you want a taste? No, don't worry. I'm not giving you any taste because then you all will be thirsting for more. No taste. You know, there's another no fact, which is this, that we have just watched so many boxing movies in a row. You know what I mean? That it does all start to come together in terms of like looking for the sim. Because that's the thing about these movies is they all at their heart, they're kind of, um, there's a formula that they're that's following right. for there's the most part. Is it if respected in all the movies? Be. Right. <laughs> that's what we'll discuss today. You yeah. know? Let's and discuss also, that. If you didn't, if you didn't, if you didn't get it yet, didn't listen to it yet or watch it, we also just recently did a podcast. That our last episode that dropped right before this one was about the Rocky franchise. So we encourage you to to, to get into that one if you haven't yet. That was a good discussion. Brittany, she just sent us a document. She's trying to make us read. Y'all knew I was going to do it. No, why? Why we didn't? We didn't know. We didn't know. So the next part of the recap, the the next part of the of the podcast is a recap, and we always do a recap again because normally we're digging up in the archives, okay, to get our content, and so we do a recap because it's like people are like, I can't remember the details of that movie, or people are like, I don't want to go back and watch that that old movie from long ago, but I do want to enjoy the the podcast. Yes. So look we, look look and see what I did to the file. Yeah. And then whenever it's like a multiple movie one, you know what? You know, for, for several times that we've done that, I will just like surprise Aubrey and Brittany with it's not a, a surprise. A shared recap where we all read a part. And you know, I don't think they should be surprised at this point because I just did it again last week with the Rocky ones. No, it's not surprising. And I'm gonna tell you, I don't believe that this was your plan because our names aren't on it. So it, it, I well, think well, you just last minute decided no, to make no. <laughs> and I just want to let everyone know because they won't be able to see it. Brittany's putting mean things in the chat. Yeah, she put, put a thumbs things. down and she put a boo with several O's. You don't you only need two O's. Oh, Brittany. you need it. Boo. <laughs> we, you know what? I, who did you plan on having read what? what, what I thought your... we could go oldest to youngest. You start. Because okay, if you, you did something. listen to our Rocky, listen, listen to me. no, but, but, but on our Rocky episode, <laughs> I had pre-assigned names and, and everybody didn't like where it landed. And that by everybody, I mean, Aubrey. 
And that's right. <laughs> so I did not pre-assign. I was like, I'm just going to go with the recommendation that we just go oldest to youngest. Three movies, three of us. Bam. Listen, this is one of those things where she's doing something manipulative, but she's trying to sound reasonable. I just want you all to know, I know what's going on. And this is what I'm going to do. Well, I like my option. I get to say Jonathan Major's name several times. All right. That, all right. Well, well that's good. Janai, you do the first. Okay. I'll do the second because it's my favorite. Okay. And Brittany, will, she likes to say Jonathan Majors. All right. Here we go. Starting with Creed. In the first movie, we were introduced to a preteen boy in a youth detention center in L.A. He's constantly fighting. His name is Adonis Donnie Johnson, and we soon learn that he is the son of the late Apollo Creed, one of the best boxers in the history of boxing. When Apollo Creed's widow, Marianne Creed, who's played by Felicia Rashad, comes to adopt him. Under her care, Donnie, who's played by Michael B. Jordan as an adult, becomes a successful adult, working with a financial advisory company. But against Marianne's wishes, he abandons that to pursue a career in boxing. Now, remember, she and the world watched as her husband was killed in the ring. So for Donnie to want to pursue boxing, it, it is just something she cannot support. But anyway, Donnie goes to Philadelphia and asks Rocky Balboa to be his trainer. Rocky declines. He blames himself for Apollo's death in the ring. But Donnie is persistent. Ultimately, they do train together. After Donnie, fighting as Donnie Hollywood Johnson, beats a local fighter, people investigate and figure out that he is the son of Apollo Creed. And although he's new on the scene, his father and the fact that he's being trained by Rocky Balboa make him an attractive challenger for the current lightweight heavyweight champion, pretty Ricky Conlon, who's played by Tony Bellew. And they will fight as long as Donnie agrees to fight under the name Creed. Donnie accepts the fight. But just as he and Rocky begin training, Rocky is diagnosed with cancer and begins chemotherapy. Donnie fights Conlon and loses by a split decision, but he went the distance and even managed to knock Conlon down, something that no other challenger had done. And we know that Rocky does end up beating cancer. All right. That last part wasn't even in there. Just <laughs> well, just like once again, just like last episode, I wrote it and then James went in and edited it and he, he took out the part that says that Rocky was okay. So I had to just add that sentence at the end. And Bianca I stand, I stand ain't nowhere James. in here. Wait till wait till the second recap starts. But that that uh, I need Bianca was important. She was important, but when you're writing the recaps, you can't give every detail. And because we have two other movies to mention her, she's mentioned in the second one with a reflection to the first. It was right, about trying to it. be concise. The second movie, the second movie <laughs> Creed 2, picks up two years later. Donnie proposes to his girlfriend, Bianca, played by Tessa Thompson, an aspiring recording artist. She suggests they move to L.A. as her career is picking up. And she has progressive hearing loss. So there is an urgency to capitalize on the momentum of her signing to a record label. Donnie is reluctant to leave Rocky because of them now being like family. With Rocky's guidance, Donnie has several successful, excuse me, with Rocky's guidance, Donnie has several 
successful fights after his fight and earns the title. It every- was after his fight with Conlon. So, yeah, with, Donnie okay. had several successful after his, fights after his fight with Conlon. Okay, after his fight with Conlon, which is not there. But after his fight mm-hmm. with Conlon and earns the title heavyweight <laughs> champion of the world, beating Danny Stuntman Wheeler, who was actually being coached by Tony Little Duke Evers, played by Wood Harris, the son of the man that coached Donnie's father, the late Apollo Creed. From across the world in Ukraine, Victor Drago, um, I'm going to mess this name up, played by Florian Montanu. Flor- that's pretty good. I hope, I hope that's close. If not, <laughs> I apologize. If now, son- you're going to come beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you. He's still that's, alive. That's, that's, that's quite a big guy right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They want to give him his bed. They picked a good guy to play Drago. They really did. They really did. did. Um, The son of Ivan Drago, who actually killed Apollo Creed in the ring, challenges Donnie to a title fight. Rocky is not supportive for all the obvious reasons. Donnie and Bianca, who turns out to be pregnant, move to LA, and Donnie begins training with Little Duke. Donnie is badly losing the fight when Victor is disqualified for hitting Donnie when he was down. Under immense pressure from his father, Victor wants a rematch. The the father is applying pressure because after his own loss to Rocky in Rocky IV, he was uh, ousted from Russia in shame. Mm. His son beating Donnie would give respect and favor with Russia. Donnie is emotionally overwhelmed and struggling. His mother, Marianne, uh, eventually calls Rocky to L.A., they make up, and he helps Donnie recover mentally and physically. Donnie, ex- excuse me, accepts the rematch with Victor. The fight is long and vicious, and both <laughs> men are badly injured, but Victor is clearly getting the worst of it. His father and trainer, Ivan, throws in the towel mm. to save his son's life. Mm. Donnie mm-hmm. maintains fire. the title, celebrates with Rocky, little Duke, Bianca, and her baby, who was born at least partially death mm-hmm. creed three in this latest installment creed three donnie has won a rematch against pretty ricky conlin and retired he is focusing on family and business enterprises when a childhood friend pops up this makes him question everything mm-hmm. the friend damien diamond dame anderson played by jonathan majors Pause. Oh, you got it. I got you. I got you. As the as the older dame and spends more too as the young dame. As a rising star boxer, as a rising, excuse me, boxing star, when he was arrested and incarcerated for using a gun defending Donnie. They were in a fight with a man who abused them as a foster parent. Dame has has finished an 18-year sentence and Mm. asked Donnie to set him up for a title fight against the current heavyweight champion, Felix L. Guero, am I saying Mm -hmm. that right? Mm -hmm. Chavez, played by Jose Benavidez Jr. Benavidez Jr. Donnie's gym is currently managing Felix. Donnie agrees to help Damien, but says it will take time. In a horrible turn of events, the challenger scheduled to fight Felix, played by Victor Drago, 
gets attacked and oh wait i'm saying that wrong on a horrible time of the challenger scheduled to fight felix okay i'm saying that right who is victor drago mm-hmm. but it's played by not sure gets attacked severely injured um damien pressures donnie to make him the challenger under the weight of guilt over damien's incarceration and the fact that he didn't keep in touch donnie makes damien the new challenger in the title fight damien fights dirty and wins Mm -hmm. and it comes to light that he arranged the attack on victor drago damien was pretending to be a gracious friend and had let go of the past. But actually, he's quite bitter mm. and was out for revenge the entire time. At the same time, Donnie's mother has a second stroke and dies. For Donnie, the only way to set things right is to come out of retirement to fight Damien. Bianca, who has become a very successful record producer, is not supportive, but she comes around. Damien and Donnie fight in a well-publicized Battle of Los Angeles at Dodger Stadium. The fight is grueling and emotional and goes to the final round. But Donnie knocks Damien out to regain his title. Mm. After the fight, the men talk and essentially forgive each other, acknowledging the pain they were both grappling with could not be pinned on the other. Mm. The The end. end. Wow. So y'all, that is the three Creed movies. Now, you know, we have a tradition of when we do like a whole franchise with with multiple movies, we take one vote and decide whether that entire franchise is a classic from the right perspective. Uh, And I'm just checking in, but I'm assuming we're going to do that again. Right. Oh, yeah. We got to vote on all three. I I agree. Absolutely. And I will also tell you, this is the time I'm not I'm not decided yet. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm struggling a little bit too, bro. Yeah, I'm. A, I, I'm. I'm. I'm curious to see how this conversation plays out. I'm yeah. not struggling. Yeah, we you know said you're not struggling, sis. We know I'm that. not struggling <laughs> at all. There's no struggle. And uh, as a matter of fact, we just need to start this conversation off with a list of beautiful people that are in all three of these movies. You want to know? Go for Very it. Good. Go Michael for it. B. That was, Michael B. Jordan. That was the point. But that was the point. Michael B. Jordan, uh-huh. you're gorgeous. Jonathan Majors, you're gorgeous. Wood Harris, you're gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Tessa Thompson, you're gorgeous. Felicia Rashad, mm-hmm. you're gorgeous. So this, this, this is about the movie, though. And really, uh, all of yes. the fighters, I gotta say. Every we, last one of them. Every last one of them. I don't know your real name, honey. You are gorgeous. <laughs> the one that played Felix, Hello. You're gorgeous. Your mama, gorgeous. Yeah. But, but what does this have to do with the plot? It has to this do with is about casting. It this is about casting. Everything. Okay, all right. That's fine. a fancy uh, word for it. I'm just uh, talking about who's fine up in this movie. <laughs> I don't know if it's a casting segment. Brittany's going to serve to be obstinate today. I don't disagree with anything you just said, by the way. Which, which is, huh. I didn't think you did. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I mean it's true. It's true. She's the one who plays the daughter in the third one. Cutie little girl. Gorgeous. She did a good job too. I am gonna find her name. They talk about how she's feisty. Her Love name her. is Mila Davis Kent, who plays Amara Creed in the third one. She's so sweet. Oh, so cute. So cute. Listen, okay. 
and I'm pretty sure I'm missing somebody. But just know that as soon as I figure out who's on this finger, you're there. They're gorgeous too. <laughs> gorgeous. <laughs> so thank you, casting. Yeah. And you, you know what? Job. Since we're talking about casting, uh-huh. are these people beautiful? Yes, they are. <laughs> and, but I would also say that um they they're they're not beautiful in a way that makes them unbelievable. You know, I think we've all seen those movies where it's like they're obviously just trying to cast everybody good looking and they have let some other things go, like the ability to portray the characters, okay, um, no. <laughs> to, to act, you know, and that was not the case here. You know, in my opinion, I feel like um, in general, the acting was really, really strong. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, I agree. I, and even down to like, I think about like, um, you know, one of the things that was true of the Rocky franchise that I have found to be true in my opinion in the Creed franchise as well is that they we, we get to understand these fighters as people that fight for a living. And in some cases, they are fighting um, and, and part of their motivation is like personal demons. But in most cases, these are people that are fighting as their job. And so that allows us to get and a at least the people to- around them. Right. So we're watching a business little, like they're like, you know, individual business entities, you know, and we get to understand the nuance of who they are as individuals separate from the person they are when they're fighting in the ring. And so because they gave us a chance to see that depth, those actors had to just, they had to act. They didn't just have to fight, you know, and I thought, I thought casting was really good, frankly, in all three. I I found my top anybody. I found the 10. Russell Hornsby. Gorgeous. Brittany's adding to her gorgeous. Russell Hornsby. But 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 I'm saying that's what makes these movies so good when we're talking about the formula. Because the formula is, or part of formula at least, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is that you're going to have the dramatic part of of the movie. That's That's actually not action really at all. You know, it's like and then at some point, there's a switch, and it goes all action, you know? But it's like, through that. But the funny thing is, the drama makes the action part better. Because you you mm-hmm. can, they took the time to build all the emotions behind why they're, you know, where they're at with, at the, the, you know, action climax of the movie. So I'm just saying... You couldn't have that if you didn't have good actors. Yeah, well, I mean, think about that. With the acting, even with the acting in the in the ring, that's choreography. Absolutely. So to be yep. able to pull off that you're getting punched in the face, mm-hmm. you know, the timing has to be perfect. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's it's such an art and skill, like to pretend like that is happening. Now I'm sure some punches probably accidentally landed. I did read that. Okay, I didn't mean to. My there, bad. There was a lot, but but you know what? Are, y'all are played boxing. I mean, there's going to be some, especially. That's one thing that did get pretty much consistently better was the cinematography around the fights mm-hmm. and. I don't know. I feel like we should just bebop and Scott over all three of these movies. But I, I, I don't um, necessarily agree with the cin- the cinematography choices in Creed 3. Mm. But I will say, say that. Say more about that, bro. 
Because I know I didn't read much about it, but I know that they did introduce like some IMAX kind of like they they I was okay with the IMAX. To... Okay. It's just that. Okay. I, I'ma just tell you that Creed one and two, I love. Hands down. They follow the formula. And Rocky is one of those movies. I want to see the formula. I want to see the montage. I want to see the emotions leading up to whatever is going to happen. There's going to be a down point in the montage. There's going to be a get back up point in the montage. I want to see all of that. I want to see the get knocked down point in the fight. I want to see the comeback point in the fight. And one thing that I love about all the Rocky movies is we're talking about the cinematography and what Brittany was talking about, the um, choreography gets better and better. But mm -hmm. one thing that is true about all of the fights, they were all brutal. Every single last one of them up until Creed 3, which mm. is supposed to be the culmination of all of the fights. You didn't think those fights were brutal? The main fight was not brutal. They walked out of the ring. He was playing with his daughter, in the, which was a sweet moment, but there was supposed to be too much blood in the ring for playing around and stuff. There is a point where they also, they make the entire Dodger Stadium empty. And all you're seeing is Donnie and Dame in the ring no one is around no one mm -hmm. is there mm -hmm. and when dame is looking over at donnie behind donnie is a jail cell so you know he's thinking about the 18 years that he spent in prison for having this gun and no and feeling partly like you're the reason i went to jail for mm -hmm. 18 years because mm -hmm. i was protecting you from getting beat up mm -hmm. then for donnie he's looking over at dame and behind Dame, he sees a mattress that is tied up that they used to box and practice on. Um, and you just get very minor flashbacks within the mind of Dame and Donnie where their abuser, which is the person that um, Donnie was beating up, their uh, their foster care, their foster parent, he would come in and he was antagonizing them. Oh, you want to fight? All these different things that he, and he would, would beat them, them up. physically abuse them. He would, he would physically abuse them. And so you're seeing Donnie, who at this point has not really talked about his past, not even with his now wife, um, about this just is just something that it happened and I'm letting it go. But really, he hasn't because mm -hmm. behind Dame is that one of those tied up mattresses that he is fighting against that mattress. He's fighting against this piece of his childhood that was treacherous. And so this movie did something that I thought was also super amazing, just watching two men that are processing through the best way they know how mm -hmm. to forget something, but really they haven't forgotten. They're just ignoring and they're and they're not moving through it. They're trying to go around it. They're trying to go under it. They're trying to go mm -hmm. over it. But in this moment, they're having to go through it. 
Because now I'm trying to fight the person that I believe the root of reason why I went to prison. Mm -hmm. I'm fighting you and you represent everything from my past that I thought I forgot. Mm -hmm. Everything that I've been trying to stay away from. My dad, he died, but either way, he wanted me anyway. My biological mom is not here. I was raising this family. And something that never sat well with me in any of the creep movies was that we didn't see felicia well marianne's two older children because yep. i'm like did these children just disappear huge plot hole. that was, that was the biggest gap. one thing that donnie says to marianne as he's like processing this thing he's like your two older kids they never treated me like i was their brother mm. and so these are the things that are going on in their mind so i can see exactly what you're saying bro when you say because i didn't even look at it like that mm-hmm. you know if anybody has listened to our podcast, even for one episode, I'm always like, oh my God, touchy Philly, what happened? And so, because eventually I'm going to be the one talking about the whole romance, get into mm-hmm. it in a minute. Uh, but just <laughs> in terms of, but in that, I'm just like, I wasn't even thinking about them not fighting. I'm thinking about, dang, they have so much going on. So much of that you're, they're trying to process through, but it wasn't, it wasn't one of those violent, like pick them up. My arm is now part of my forehead type of fights. You're raising a question that I, I had mentioned briefly when we were in the green room before we started recording, right. which is like about like, I have been thinking of the Rocky franchise as something as separate. And then this is the Creed franchise. But when you kind of read about it online, People can, some people are considering the Creed movies just a part of the Rocky franchise. I mean, that's how I look at it. Okay. Yeah, See, it, I think of them as separate. Well, how about you, sis? Do you think of them as separate or just, is this just one long franchise? I think of them as perpendicular. <laughs> it's like they're, uh, Creed is adjacent to rocky right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and i feel like <laughs> creed yeah, three <laughs> rock I can't with me you being difficult and rock with me here time. it's not difficult it's i see what you're saying i feel like creed three is moving you into adonis like we're moving out of rocky into because at some point i mean we know something I don't think Sylvester Stallone has any plan on leaving the planet, but it, it in terms of like this story, at some point somebody has to be able to pick it up and carry it, and it just be about them. And so I feel like Creed Three, although I'm sure there's like a whole bunch of politics behind a bunch of stuff, but I feel like Creed Three was a representation of that that now we are moving into Adonis, Donnie Johnson Creed story of of saying, this is his life. This is what he's going through. You know, Bianca is his Adrian. You know, you have um, little Duke, you know, he has his own Duke. You know what I mean? Like he has moved into this space of also because he is retired at the beginning of Creed three. you hear him saying things that are the essence of a Rocky, which are, yeah, you fight with your body, but it's with your mind, which we know for Rocky, many of the things that he was saying were the essence of Mick. And so I, I just, I think about how characters have to evolve and move forward and know that certain characters, and this is just in real life, are not going to always be there. And so I, just, I think about that part, like, I feel like Rocky, you know, was was it it's excuse me creed 
three is moving away from having the Rocky character still be as important. Not that he's not. And, and that, but yeah. That's what I expected. But but I, as a fan of the franchise, still wanted to feel the feels that I feel in these movies. And I just didn't, I didn't get them. Wow. It does feel like a different kind of movie. And if that is what they're moving in towards, I'm just saying I'm going to be a less of a fan of the franchise wow. because that's not what I'm watching Rocky for. Just like I still watch Fast and Furious movies. I love them because they are ridiculous and they don't care. They're doing what we do. They're doing like there, there was always this joke around like, yo, at some point they're gonna put a car in space. And guess what they did last time? They just they just put a car in space. You know why? Because we're just doing what we do. We're in our space. And when you're coming to a fast and furious movie, you know it's gonna be a certain thing. And that's what I like about that. I'm just saying if we're getting into a little more touchy-feely of these movies, that's just, I like touchy-feely all the way through. Like, give me the, that's what made it special. Give me the foundation of why everybody is going so crazy. Why is everybody going so hard? But when it switches, and in this one, I'm early on in this movie, because if you remember, and I'm talking about Creed 3, when he when he fought when Dame fought um Donnie or no, Felix 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 when he when he fought Felix think about how at the end of that fight it was so brutal that Felix was broken and, and he, they had to um Bianca had to take the daughter out but you know but now, let me just finish one thought that was the earlier fight. How is it that the end fight, and I, and I heard all what you're saying about, sure. it all makes sense. I'm just saying it didn't give me, because I'm like, yo, if that's how this fight's going to be. But the earlier fight, fight, bro, the earlier fight, it, it, it was, in some ways, it was, again, and again, I do think the movies followed the formula, but I think that first fight was also a slight, Mm, you know they walked they 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 walked the line really carefully because the fights that we have seen have been re respectful fighters with the exception of um the street fight that happened in rocky five mm -hmm. anytime people were fighting in the ring they were following the rules of fighting in the ring right even even in rocky four where um drago was a steroid monster you know that killed somebody he, he, it wasn't like he was breaking the rules of what was supposed to be happening in the ring. Whereas Dame was really breaking the rules. This ref was not on it because if the ref had been on it, he would have been like, this is not how you fight, you know? And so, yes, that fight was vicious, but it was a vicious in a way that we have not appreciated, but they had to do it because what they were trying to show is this is not a polished fighter. This is somebody who, who, who has just been, he, he had great origin story in terms of his fighting training, but he, for 18 years, has not been getting great top-notch training for fighting. And now he he wants to be a part of the machine of boxing when he ain't been in it. 
And so they had to show a disconnect between how he showed up and what was supposed what? to happen. That's why Felix got beat so bad. It was and, because Felix was following the rules. He was and, fighting the way you're supposed to fight. And what I'm saying is, yes, that's why that But scene, that's why it was so brutal. It was still for the emotional backstory. All right, let me, that I, yes. And what I'm saying is, that's why for me, this was such a, it, it was an opportunity to do something so great because mm -hmm. what you were, I, what I, where I thought it was going was now you show the type of fighter Dame is. And then the training was going to be Adonis learning how to counter, but also realizing that he was going to have to get into that space as well, which was going to yield an epic battle for the ages. Yeah. Like that's, so I'm saying, yes, I, that's what you feel. It's like you're, this scene is setting up for, well for me. And apparently I spoke to several of my Rocky compadres, compatriots that we, we all feel the same way, but outside of us, I'm saying, I know that it all, the arc is, it makes sense. But to me, as a Rocky movie, I'm I'm looking at that fight like, yo, he's going to have to learn how to fight this dude this way. I It feels like we do need to go back, though, and talk about the, the first Creed movie, you know, and mm -hmm. the second, you know. And I'm thinking about the first Creed movie in particular right now. Because what we got to see in the first Creed movie was really, it was the same thing. It was- As, the as Rocky one. Well, absolutely. Um, and I was thinking that there was a big parallel because this was Donnie coming to Rocky to kind of say, I'm ready. Put me in coach. And you ain't ready, Donnie. Okay, because you have been fighting in the shadows- Okay, you've been coaching yourself and you're not as polished as you think you are. You think you're ready to go, you know? So there was also a little humbling that that um, Donnie had to go through at the beginning of his relationship with Rocky, you know? Um, now he was willing to do it though. You know, he wanted to learn, he wanted to be better, but he did have to have a little reality check, you know, in that, in that first movie about you, you know, you, you ain't as buttoned up as you think you are. Um, the other thing, um, and again, it, it, it is why I think for me, this started to feel like a separate franchise because, um, you know, and I, I really appreciated your framing, Brittany, about how, about how the, like there was a handoff to somebody else to keep it going. But in that handoff, I felt it so clearly in the first move, the first a Creed movie because of the way that it is so obviously not a story about Rocky. You know, they have an important couple of storylines for him that they that they play out, meaning he does get sick with cancer in that first movie. Mm -hmm. um, he is really missing his son and realizing like, I, I have done something, things have happened and I have not done my part to try to get this relationship restored. So they have, they have grap uh, Rocky grappling with some things, but he is more of a secondary character than he's ever been. I mean, this yeah. these movies are about Adonis. 
I guess what I'm what I'm wondering is if you all also felt a shift in that movie for to things becoming a little bit more cerebral. No, you know? I did in that one. I didn't I, okay. because I I still liked the training montages. It Creed. I still like. The what about fight. all these layers though with Donnie, like trying to understand who he is and yeah that was, um, those were all nice additions but they still gave me they gave me all my what i wanted i totally yeah. see what you're saying because yeah. i i even think about like in creed 2 again just in terms of like the progression oh. of how they keep the the layers going yeah that, and, and and again the, the rocky movies always had layers okay yeah. but but the the creed movies to me are much more complex. I just I feel like they that. are much more complex. So like for the for the Creed, the second movie, I mean, this is literally like <laughs> the man who killed Donnie's father has now built so his good. son. So such a good story. For the express purpose of <laughs> coming to beat down Donnie. You know, and and so this and this is this is supposed to be Rocky in Donnie's corner. So this is the man who killed Rocky's best friend, uh, Donnie's father, coming back with his son to try to pick up the fight. I mean, right. that was such a, a, a like the, 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 that choice. It was so complicated. And then they even went as far as to have Drago's son, Victor. All they, they put so many layers in that character where, you know, Ivan Drago for all these years had just been building up resentment building up resentment because his loss to Rocky had taken away everything. His, his marriage, his legacy in Russia, they had actually kicked him out and they were now in, in Ukraine kind of like estranged from their family, from everything. And he was so bitter, so bitter that he had literally, he was forcing his son to try to, to try to somehow, you know, regain some legacy. I'm so I just felt like, <laughs> these, I just feel like cre the well, creative movies are different in the in the way that they are adding so much more complexity. So that's well, why I, that third one more thing. That, that third fight <laughs> in Creed Three, it was so complex. Yeah, and I'm but, saying, no, no, let's let's stay on two. I got one complex. Let, 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 let's stay on two because they gave all of that right, but they also have Rocky with that huge medicine ball. Hitting Adonis in his stomach <laughs> until he threw up. Oh, boom! They also had a tire in the middle of the ring. Like, ain't this where the fight is at? Well, you you put your foot in this tire and stand in front of this mountain and just keep and fighting just, until you can last. And get, and get beat. And get beat and, by it until you can handle it. When Adonis was running behind the car and he fell. And he was, he just had nothing left. Rocky ain't get out. He was just looking at him like, get up, kid. Get up, kid. And then you hear the music. And he's like, oh. Yes. So give me all the multi-layers that Janai is going to love while we're in the movie theater. But also, give me hitting you with the medicine ball until you throw up. I need both. And mm. then at the end, think about the fight. Mm -hmm. He was so messed up. He couldn't even. Drago broke his ribs again. He was purposely pulled his arm up like bow and they were showing the hits so good and at the end of rocky 2 he was 
hanging on the rope because he couldn't even move. He was like, Mom, I'm okay. <laughs> and Rocky, and, excuse me, Creed 2, in Creed 1, his eye, oh, no, 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 was that Creed 2? Which one were, was Rocky patting him on the back of the head? That was a uh, that was rock that was the first one. That was the first Creed. one, right? Yeah. And it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't Rocky back in the book. It was so it was a stitch. It was stitch. stitch. It was okay. one of the two that was yeah. on the back yeah, of his head. His and I was so shut. And he was not the ref. Would, back the ref head. would not have let him play uh fight if he couldn't like prove that he could see. And Stitch I, helped him to cheat the ref as if he could I, see. I guess I'm just saying. I would expect the storytelling to grow, which it has. I, I would expect that. But I just wouldn't want to lose my, I don't no. want to lose my Rocky feels. I was laughing. I was I was saying jokes to myself as I was re-watching Creed 2 mm-hmm. for this review. Because when Ivan said to Victor, you know, they took everything from us. Your mother left you. Mm. All this and stuff. My response, I was like, Victor, you need to tell him that was you. You need therapy because they didn't do that to me. They did that to you. And now you got me out was, here running in. And the he does try to push back a little. He, <laughs> he does. does. He does. That was a very he does push back. He it does was. push back. He's like, Dad, but why are you fighting to get back to these people that hate you and that, that, that hurt listen. you? They were at dinner Ooh, when his mama walked in and she didn't take the short way to the seat. That's right. You walk That's all the right. way around the table to sit down in front of him. I said, "Oh no, she won't." Yes, she did, and yes, she did. And, th- and, think, and think about that arc. That and that Brigitte had- Nielsen. Can we shout her out as another beautiful person? Yeah, because yeah. she is aging well. Eat it, honey. And that arc with Drago, with, with, with Victor, and his son at the end where you see him go through that he sees his son is in trouble mm-hmm. and instead of being like everybody was to him he's like look it's okay mm-hmm. like the that was just yeah dope. we got that, to that was in that character that, that was, was powerful dope storytelling, man. that yeah. was dope storytelling something i feel like both franchises have even if it's supposed to be one the rocky with the adjacent Creed franchise. Exactly. This theme of respect mm. where okay, you beat my ass. Now I right, you know, I respect mm, yeah. it's not, it's not. But so I think about how Donnie beat up Victor at the end of mm-hmm. Creed 2. And now Victor is coming back to help him train. Because he's like, I'm still tall, I'm still Victor, and I'm still like a mountain that you're going to have to beat up. Yep. And so he comes back, and Victor is disappointed in how Donnie is fighting. Like, can we just stop this? This is terrible. Like, I'm beating him up. And then, of course, Donnie has that moment where he comes back to himself. And he's like, let's keep going. And then he punches Victor, and Victor smiles. I was like... Like, okay, I love he's this getting it right back here. together. Now, this is great. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting it, buddy. So I, I appreciate that. Well, when they were sparring, so just this theme that they had sown through both of Respect. these 
It's just respect. And I, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm mad at you forever now. I don't want to be your friend no more. It's like, all of a sudden we are friends. You have to cook it out. out. You know, you're, 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 when you see each other, it's respect. How are things going? How you been? Da, 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 da. It's not anything that is like some form of malice. And you, what I also love about these movies is that they show when you harbor that, how mm. it does not make for a good person, a good character or a good fighter, because while it is quite physical and it can be very dangerous, it's also very mental because now mm. I'm walking away um, at one point, was this three or was it two where Donnie was watching how someone was beating him up? No, no. It was was a dame that was watching how when he was, or maybe it was Donnie, he was getting beat up and he was watching how every time someone punched him, the whole side of his it body was, was empty. Yeah, it was Donnie. It was, it, was, it was the beginning. It was the beginning of, of three. Of, th- of yeah, three. We were watching yeah. Donnie zero in on opportunity. Yeah, yes. yeah where, where he sees the little side open. And he's, he's like, like okay, got it. What, and so and I was just like, okay, I, I appreciate them showing that part of like, I, that this was is the, more than that. that this was is the, more than that. There was something really wonderful that happened in the in this movie, in, the fir- in this franchise, the very first Creed that I just thought was so well done. You know, and it was, they answered the question that we would we thought we'd never get an answer to, which was what happened in the private fight oh, between yeah. Rocky and Apollo. Um, and sis, I I I hadn't made a note to talk about it in the podcast, but mm-hmm. when you were just talking about like the respect that the players that 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 the fighters have for each other and how they respected each other as fighters and that that was their jobs, but then they could have a relationship that was separate. So we know at the end of Rocky three that Apollo challenged Rocky to a, a, a fight, just the two of them. And only the two of them were there. There were no spectators. Okay. But Donnie learned about this fight, obviously from Marianne, you know, he learned about this fight. And so when he does well, seem you know, like lore, like it's something that kind of was in the ethos that I, people I, in the know know. Maybe I, I gotta tell you, I felt like well, he said Rocky, it was a rumor. Rocky was surprised that he knew. You know, Rocky was like, yeah. "Who told you about that?" Mm-hmm. So it felt like it wasn't something that was out there. But you could be right, bro. You know, mm-hmm. but but Donnie was like, um, "Who won? Who won that fight between you? Who won that third fight between between you and my dad? Who won?" And Rocky goes, "Your your dad, Creed. Creed won." You know, so anyway, can I, I just... can I tell you one thing I felt from that scene as I watched it for the second time? The first time I watched it, I felt like he was saying it was created one. The second time, I was like, he might have just been saying that. Like, like, he like, doesn't just say stuff, bro. That ain't who he is. He ain't politicking. I don't think it would have been a politicking situation. I don't, I think that. And I might, this might be a moment I'm digging too deep. Okay. I'm just saying. Never. Impossible. I'm just saying, when Here's I watched it. Shovel. When, when I watched <laughs> it, I just felt like in that moment, he was either going to leave it ambiguous or say that your dad won because that's what, for example, let's say the fight between them. I think if he clearly lost, he would have said, you know, Apollo won. 
but let's say the fight between them was a little more ambiguous. Like, like you know what I'm saying? It wasn't a clear, defined winner between the, the two. I could see him saying that Creed won in that example. So y'all, if we're if we're if we're wrapping the conversation on fighting, you know, I think we've pretty much done it, but we should just clearly wrap on um the the Adonis character's arc related to fighting. You know, he starts out very clearly um fighting because something in him, he is a natural fighter. Again, because he was fighting even before he found out his family legacy of being yeah. a fighting. Yeah. So there was something in him that was, he was a fighter. Um, and then he does successfully professionalize as a fighter. Moving into the second movie, he is really reaching pinnacles, you know, of fighting. Okay. And by the third, he has defended his title. He's had two titles at this point because he definitely had the light heavyweight title. Then he had the heavyweight title and he's defended them both. He moved on. By the third movie, he had actually retired and was now focusing on business enterprises. Um, when he gets drawn back in because Damien comes out the shadows <laughs> with all of his <laughs> with all of his nefarious activities. Sorry. <laughs> but um, by the end of that third movie, he has retired again, right? Didn't they say that? Did he say, I'm going back into retirement? Yeah, I felt like this I was supposed remember. to be... Yeah, I felt like this was supposed to be wrapping up yeah. that story. And at the same time, you hear rumors of a Creed Four, And by rumors, you know, they're pretty much saying it in interviews. They're saying... Well, the, the only sequel that doesn't make money is the last one. There you go. There you go. There you mm. go. Wow. You know, so just just so I just wanted to comment on that that arc of his fighting to see if y'all had anything to say on that before we move away from the fighting. Uh I will say just to, in terms of fighting, I don't know if this has so much to do with that arc, but I think about, you know, we know that Adonis was a fighter when he was younger. He's fighting for his life, you know, respect, all those things. But his daughter, <laughs> listen here, that little girl. She ain't playing. She was drawing a picture, minding her own business. A little bully came over to her. This is why they were in school. <laughs> took her picture for whatever reason and ripped it in half. That, she Amara, to be. she knocked the taste out of her. Okay. And so it's something about what Rocky and Creed, these movies almost show it has to be in you. Mm. It's, it's something where it's not necessarily a DNA thing, right? But it's just something that's in you. But also, fighter, what does fighter look like? And Bianca was not a fighter, a physical fighter, but she had something that she had to fight through to continue to move through her passion. Mm -hmm. So what fighting looks like, it looks like something different for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, but you're all, everyone, all, every last one of us, we're fighting something. Uh, whether it's to move forward, whether it's a, a habit that we're trying to break, whether it's something we're trying to conquer. But my sister and I, we were talking about this the other day, or it was probably yesterday. And I said, I was like, man, I just feel like I got to do these certain things every day or I'm going to get off. And she was just like, 
That's what they talk about people who are highly successful. They do this thing every day. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I just, that, that part of just the, the, the fighting, that's something else I would want to mention just how, you know, I feel like Creed four is going to be like her 10 years later in the ring and her dad is on the side, <laughs> which is moving you into something we haven't seen in any of these movies, which is female boxing, um, which is a thing. And so to maybe Creed four will pay, you know, homage to that, um, to that I did, part. I did happening. love it in Creed two and three, they started to introduce women into the space. You know, mm-hmm. even just on the side of sparring partners and, and being yeah. present like in the ring for sparring purposes and training purposes. So they're it's like they are evolving with the times. Yeah. You know, and so they I I, I did notice that. And as they're, an, they're creating space for that daughter. Um, you were taking us to the next one of his one of Donnie's critical relationships, which was his relationship with Bianca. Yes. I think it's important because, again, if we're talking about how Creed is adjacent (laughs) to Rocky, Adrian and Rocky was a huge part of every Rocky movie, even after she passed, even at the beginning in Creed 1. Adrian was still present because Rocky was still going to see her at the gravesite. So, you know, I think in Creed 1 and 2, it shows Mm -hmm. him at her gravesite. And so something that Rocky, which we talked about, what was huge for that was family. And as you see, it's the same for Adonis. Adonis is very huge on anyone that he holds close. And he almost can't function when someone that he holds close, that relationship is not going well. Mm. And he needs those things. And so I appreciated them meeting each other. Philly became a part of the story in Creed 1. Philly was a a character in in, in Creed 1, Mm. in, in Creed. And so I appreciated how they met. You just got this neighbor, they got some loud music, you're trying to sleep. That's such a real thing. You're going to knock on the door. Can you please turn this down, please? Right. But you're caught off guard because you're not thinking it's going to be this beautiful person opening the door. And so as you're getting a chance to see this relationship start to develop, them just going out and getting something to eat. They're starting to learn about each other. He sees her face on a flyer. He goes to her concert. He sees that she sings. And I just appreciate like this neighbor to friend, to girlfriend, to fiance, to wife, to mother of child story that they have progressed through all of the movies. Mm -hmm. But even in that, the complexity of what happens in love, they've been together for years at this point. And even in Creed 3, it's showing how you could be with somebody for years and still not know. And still not know some key things about them. Not because they're just like purposefully not trying to tell you, but they themselves don't even want to remember. They just want to forget or they don't even want to acknowledge it. And so I appreciated that moment after Marianne's funeral, Um, they were sitting in Marianne's room and they were talking and Bianca just confesses like, I enjoy music. I I love being a producer, a songwriter, but it's, it's a struggle for me to not sing anymore. 
Like that, that part of me, like that hurts. And then Donnie then finally opening up because they had an argument earlier in the movie about him not opening up. Um, he finally opens up and talks about what it was like being in the foster care system and what it was like pre-Marianne. Mm-hmm. And then even though you're talking to him, you still know some other parts of the movie where you hear him say to Marianne, your two kids, they never treated me like a sibling. Mm-hmm. And then you have also that Marianne hid some things from him, which is part of the anguish between him and Dane. Dane was writing him from prison. And he was never getting any of the letters because Marianne hid them from him because Marianne didn't want him to have that part of his life anymore. And I don't, I, I don't, to, go ahead. I don't think they explored that enough. That was another, mm-hmm. that, to me, that was a major plot point mm-hmm. that should have been the, you just not going to give me these letters. Like I, I felt like that got glossed over mm-hmm. and that should have been dug into a little more. Mm-hmm. And I think part of me, I think part of was afraid to get too into it because of her stroke and her being sickly. But another part of me was like, yeah, this is deep. And are we ever going to have these other two children? Yeah. <laughs> anywhere in this. That was, that, that was a, before <laughs> you could, you could just, we all know how life happens. And sometimes you're just estranged, not for anything specific but for them not to be at the funeral that was something would have happened that something of a big magnitude should have happened like if they if they would have just had them there then if we if we had just seen one awkward exchange that would have been just Just to know that they were there yeah see them standing there you know they're there and then you're like okay well they weren't close but yeah yeah, it's still for mom. them not to be at the funeral. Yeah. I mean. I, I didn't even notice that they weren't there. Yeah. Oh, I noticed. Huge, I noticed big time. Crazy. I didn't even notice that. But since you started the conversation about Bianca, and I wanted to make sure we finished that conversation, you know, that Bianca character, she had something, though, that Adrian, again, just in terms of these movies being more complex, she had something that Adrian never really had, which was her own development. You know, some could say that um, Adrian developed in terms of like, she was like not speaking her mind at all at the beginning of the first movie. And by the end was the end of her life, the end of our relationship with her. She was able to say clearly her needs to her husband. Um, But, you know, there was a more significant arc that I think Tessa Thompson's character, Bianca, went through. And that was us watching her grapple with her progressive hearing loss as a professional watching her grapple with falling in love and being in a relationship at a time where she clearly did not intend for that to happen because she was focused on other things even becoming pregnant at a time where for her was not convenient her her career was picking up she had just got signed to a label now she found out she's pregnant okay and so um and then in the last movie we're watching her she's her hearing has deteriorated to the point where she now is producing other people to do her music because it's just a practical thing to do because of where she is in her her hearing journey and she even had to watch her child be born um with a a level of deafness and i'm not sure how if she's completely deaf because we know she had hearing aids completely deaf okay because when she was a baby they had put hearing hearing aids which made me feel like she had some ability to hear you know but 
Or they were probably trying at least. Yeah, maybe they were still trying to figure out what was. But yeah, by the time she's like a, a young lady, you know, a little girl, it's like you're, you know, she she was she was signing. She was completely deaf, it seemed. Um, and so we're what Bianca, we got to watch her deal with all of that. We also learned backstory about her, which was about um her family not being alive and present, you know, and her finding family in in Felicia Rashad's character. Cause she, mm -hmm. she didn't have no mother figure nowhere and she was going through everything she was going through, you know, and then again, dealing with this husband who had did clear communication challenges. They mentioned an aunt in Creed too, but, okay. you, but it's not like, it's oh, not a strong you know, relationship, yeah. like a very present. So I just, I, I thought that I, I just appreciated that they didn't have her there because Adrian for me, and you know, I don't have to recap what I said in the last podcast, that character of Adrian, it felt like for me, the purpose of her was to be a motivating factor for Rocky and to then be a barrier that he would need to overcome emotionally when he wanted to fight sometimes. It felt like that was all she ever did. Whereas I felt like, I feel like Bianca had a well-rounded character that was participating in Donnie's life in a much fuller way. And that's just that I just feel like they really elevated love interest in the Creed franchise over what they did in the Rocky franchise. Yeah, is what yeah. I think about. I think about that Adrian was important, you know, and she had her own story in a way of what was in her community and what was, you know, for her generation. But I think that Bianca's character is coming up in a different time such a good point and in a different space you know and i think that a level of independence that she had you know is just is a, a, was just a, a different than mm -hmm. what an adrian would have such um i would i hate to compare their stories because they're just so different but they're the same in the sense that they both love hard and they both were looking to support the men that they were with. Um, whether it was having a hard conversation, like get it together, or if it was having a, I love you so much and I am here for you. Or if it was, I don't want you to fight, but I know you got to do what you got to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, whether it was any of those conversations, there was always a support system that was there. Mm -hmm. and there was also for the men as well. I'm not getting angry with you because you're sharing your opinion with me. Mm -hmm. I'm not so mad now that I'm just going to go out and be destructive. Like there wasn't that type of reaction. There was a safe space that was happening to be able to express what was going on. I want to, you know, I want to make sure that I do come home after this fight. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to just give my children or my child a better life than I had. I don't mm. want them to ever have to worry about the same things that I had to worry about. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, and so I appreciate that about, you know, that, and then even just them being on the, on the rings, you know, mm -hmm. on the, on the sideline, sitting and watching the fights. I can't imagine sitting and watching someone I'm in love with getting, 
the snot beat out of them okay you're sitting over on the side now your eye is as big as somebody's hand like i you know i can't imagine the type of anguish that is but you want you you want them to know you have my full support mm-hmm. and i'm here and at the end of all the fights bianca was making her way to right into that ring to to hug him and to be right there right by his side and so i loved that I, mm-hmm. I love their, their yeah she even sang his entrance on his um yeah. on his big fight she sang his entrance yes well in in, in two in two that was yeah that was another <laughs> like how, how he came out yeah was good. which yeah. that is something i appreciate about all these movies where it's like these entrances because the theatrical piece of the rock yeah. of the of the boxing world and that's how it is i don't watch any of that like i probably watched wrestling a little bit when we were growing mm-hmm. up but that's completely different but i've never actually sat and watched a full you know this person versus that person i'll see the commercials i'll see all those different ads and stuff like that but i've never watched a fight and so i was like is this something they do in the movies oh like or is this what oh, no, happens they, and, and i, I feel like that. they were they were um very uh they were very they show how it is in the progression mm-hmm. of that because like if you notice how, like when Clubber came out and it's different than when um you're in Creed 2 and 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 uh and Adonis is coming out. But if you look at how boxers come out nowadays, it's very like and that's why too was very realistic in the terms of the feel. Yeah. And and like because when Felix came out and they had yeah, all that smoke, yeah, it was. It, and, so and, cool. Yeah, and the uh, the other one in, in the first one, when um, Pretty Ricky came out, he had to do shoot fire. You know? and, yeah, and, and so that's all like how those would be. I love um, that. Put a coming show. out, Put and that was show. another part that man, was. For and me, you need to because the fight can just last two rounds and now we're done. You need a little bit of show at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, and well, honestly, usually that's like the fourth or fifth fight of the night. And so even oh, if it, it was short, yeah, see it's, another it's, fight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just like, you know, like when you were watching really? the Tyson Yeah, when you were watching the Tyson fight back in the day, you didn't expect you were disappointed if it went, you know, more than two or three rounds. Oh. So like you were expecting it to be. Like Faster. when Tyson was about to fight, it's like, all right, no, Watch listen, real don't quick. go to popcorn, <laughs> don't, don't, you know, don't be going to the bathroom. Oh, yeah, like, you this don't is the miss main it. Event. But um, yeah, they uh, what I'm saying is that was another part that I feel like they missed, and I think I heard this right, but like when Creed was walking in Creed three to the when he was walking up to the ring. And he, he was walking up. I think he said, I'm going to defend my name. And it was just, I'm hoping I heard that wrong. Because I'm like, that was incredibly corny. The way that. I hope not. Yeah. But even, they didn't even have the Let's Get Ready to Rumble do. And like, he. I wondered if okay, he had passed away. That. And that's what I thought. I was like, oh my huh? God, he's dead. <laughs> I, I mean. Oh, no, 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 no. His name is, um, uh, 
Tom. No, no, Michael Bu- Buffer. Michael Buffer. <laughs> Dan. Yeah. So I'm just saying. The um. No, he's 78. Yeah, he. But what? And he, he is not aging, honey. The, I don't the, know the what reason, kind of Botox he's getting. He's rich. <laughs> yeah, but. But that, like that, and his job is super rumble. stressful. That's like he, that, he says he, a couple sentences in the freezer. Oh yeah, <laughs> but that's he want. That's his intellectual property. Let's mm-hmm. get ready to rumble. Wow. So that's why. That's why in every major fight he's there, mm-hmm. and there's no way that this fight would be going on, and he's not announcing like that. Mm-hmm. Just so that also kind of took me out of his it. His net worth. According to celebritynetworth.com, is four hundred million dollars. Yeah, because he won that. He won that. Game. He 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 won. You being he able owns. to use yeah. that for his his own intellectual property. But I'm just saying, the whole way he was walking up was another issue that I didn't like. I, it didn't give me the feeling. It maybe he didn't feel like he was ready to go to war. Okay. Like, like I, I didn't feel like he was ready to go to war. You remember in Rocky Three when he did the stare off with Clubber Lane? The second one, it, like the first one, he was a little nervous, but the second one, he was like, you know, <laughs> he just stone cold. Like I don't got nothing more to say. <laughs> that's just, like, that's because he had been out in L.A. with the brothers. He was like, I know what to do now. I'm not concerned about you. (laughs) I didn't feel I am the tigerish. But what you did feel was growing home. The version of it with Janae Aiko and Donald Glover. (laughs) Yeah, and that was I've been listening to that. I forgot about I, I, it. I, thought, you know, I, I really enjoyed all the entrances. I really for, did. I liked them phonetically, all. it's dun, dun, it's dun, they have dun. good music. But what I would have liked to see, and again, this is what I would have liked to see. I would have liked to see the new getting stronger for the three phase of this franchise. You know, like the version that when you hear it, it's like when you hear like it's 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 just it doesn't matter what you're doing it doesn't matter and like, they paid on they they used it and i think it was in the first creed they did do a in version the second of one it. too yeah in the, the second, second one too yeah and, and i would have i'm saying i didn't want them to play that but i wanted them i wanted to, to create feel their own. that yeah feeling with the version of whatever they created that is like, when you hear it, it's not even the Rocky song, but when you hear it, people are like, oh, that's the Rocky, you know, like yeah. I wanted to hear that. Well, I will tell you this. I, 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 yeah, they didn't create a new song for us to be like, oh, that's the Creed song. But I will or, say that, however, I will say that the, um, the music though, like, especially in Creed three, I got to tell you, there were some parts uh, especially like during that last fight, there were some parts where I was like, I had the same feeling that I have when I'm listening to like the Lion King soundtrack, where it's not the part that is a song that has lyrics and all of that, you know? It's just that good that good score and the, happening in the background. 
horns. Where I was just like, this horns is epic. Are so good. Beautiful. <laughs> Amazing music. I am so emotionally involved. And I know the music is doing this to me. I thought the music was, I was a, very I well did. done. Whenever music wants to hype me up, I go with it. Totally. Totally. And even just the, the, the different entrance songs that they picked for the different fighters. I thought all of that was was yeah, I mean was exciting yeah the music was good i just would like my creed version of see like, i thought but i see I, 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 and i'm just saying i like when you hear that you kind of like um you I know there are certain same. people who are associated with with songs mm-hmm. and i would have just you know, yeah, that was like, a missed opportunity to create, yeah, I was, create I was, I was, something I was, where we're like, oh, even if, even what I was, what I would have yeah. liked to hear, I would have liked to hear the, but they got so many great musicians working on this movie that I would have just like it started off like that, and maybe there was a little trap beat coming in, <laughs> you know, like you know, like 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 you remember Nuck if you buck, you know, something like that, and then it just transferred it to this new thing that was going to be the thing that we hear whenever it's time for a creed to get down like like yeah. that's what, what i was what and, and whereas because we all talk about music a lot because all of us love music and so like there's no denying that it was great musically but i just didn't get that Brittany had brought up the relationship with Felicia Rashad. One of the big things, and actually, so just to talk through the arc with Felicia Rashad, you know, she she is aware of this child that is from her husband's extramarital affair and she finds him and takes him in. Now, we don't, we never have a period where we hear her talk through her complete why, but we do get a chance to, to see her essentially honoring her husband, her late husband, by trying to take care of this child who is Donnie, you know? And then we watch her struggle with him being a fighter when clearly fighting took her husband from her, you know? Yes, she now sees this young man doing this exact same thing. And again, we don't get an answer to what her other children are up to, no idea, but they're not fighters, we can assume, you know? And then we see toward the end, they have a very strong relationship. She's very present even with the grandchild, you know, very much they are in rhythm of life with Felicia Rashad. We learned that she has had some health issues and when we, but, but even if she's had health issues, we have never ever questioned like her having Donnie's back. And then we find out that, that Dame had been sending Donnie letters for while he was incarcerated and that she she not only get, got them, she opened them and she kept them, but she never gave them to Donnie. And that was part of what fed Dame's resentment in the third movie. And that was the only time where we saw something in all these three movies, that was the only time we saw something in the Felicia Rashad Donnie relationship where you started to wonder, hmm, did she have his back in the right way with that decision? You know, and bro, yeah, those, that's those... what you were starting to talk about, I believe, was your perspective on the fact that she held those letters back from him. Yeah, because Felicia Rashad is, whatever you say about her, she's a phenomenal actor. Period. Oh, like, hands down. Like oh, she, she, 
She is really good at acting. And um, she's she's a master at that. And there are two, I feel like, missed opportunities with Felicia Rashad. In the second movie, I feel like it's tragic that there wasn't a conversation between Sylvester Stallone and Felicia Rashad. I feel like that was a miss mm-hmm. for them to hash out why he never contacted her. That mm-hmm. would have been a really good scene. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, that would have been a really good scene. And it would have had to been long. No. But but just to address the fact that, like, yo, our lives are inextricably linked to totally. each other. And you just haven't spoken to me in 20 years, you know. I, I feel like that would have been a good good thing. And the second thing, I would have liked to dig into that a little more. Just, and I feel like it wouldn't have, the second thing is what the you're letters. talking about, the letters. And I don't feel like it would have been a stretch because you could have just, she could have just went into almost that she knew she, it might not have been the best decision. But at the time, she just wanted him to start a new chapter. She she felt like it was better for him to cut ties. And even if you don't agree with her, you could see the thought process there. And if they would have dug into that a little, it would have made it make sense. And it also would have gave another layer of complexity that even though in one way he, he could be mad like, you mad about me taking this fight? I wouldn't even be taking this fight if you had to hold these letters. You know, like all these things while she's dying. So it's like, I can't even process all of that right now because ultimately, so that could have given it another, you know, um, emotional spin mm-hmm. that would have been very, very complex that I just feel like they just missed that opportunity, man. Like I, I thought they were about to get into it and they just didn't. You know, mm. I do I, like how she had those words on her deathbed, though. Um, how she was like kind of going in and out of. Yeah, that was good. That was a great scene. Yeah, that, I, I would say she's that was up there with the big scene. That was up there. Mm. That was a good. Yeah, one. Mm-hmm. that was a good. Well, one. you know, it's so interesting. James and I had a big debate on this one because he felt like the fact that she kept those letters from Donnie was just really bad parenting he felt strongly like that i agree is not the way to help the young man grapple with his past to disconnect him from it yeah and i felt completely different i felt like she's in a situation where everything that this child has been through has she's now got to raise this child that has all these demons you know, and it's not necessarily things that she can even relate to. We don't really know her whole life story, but you know, we don't know the extent to which she can relate to what he's what he's been through. But she knows he needs to heal. That's what she knows. And here you have a person that is writing your son letters from a facility from a correctional facility. I, I just, I could see a mom saying, look, I don't know the nature of what this relationship was, but I know that this child needs to heal and I need to well, surround him with could, that, you know? I, I, I could tell you this, that would, 
And we also don't know what was in those letters. That was something else James and I debated. Because well, you I, want saying, to assume that the letters were like, hey, well, bro, but, 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 I but, miss you. But the letters might have also been full of venom and jealousy. They could have well, been like, I, I can't, you know, or, or guilt trip. We don't even know well, what was in those letters. Well, if if that was the case, they should have addressed it. No matter what, I don't agree with her not keeping the letter. What are keeping the letters? I don't know. Like, that would be something that, in that circumstance, because there was such a ripple effect from her keeping the letters, that it would, that could, that's one of those things that would impact your relationship with your mother from that point forward. Like, mm -hmm. you, you, as soon as you find out, yeah, she should have just threw them away at the time. You, I, I like I if she had just thrown them away, but, but well, for her to but, keep but them if, and then show them. But then, then it wouldn't have been part see. of the movie. It needed to be. It wouldn't have been part of the movie because she mm -hmm. should just die with that lie. But mm -hmm. if I, if I, at whatever point I found that out, our relationship would be different from that point forward. Mm -hmm. Like even if I didn't see the letters, like that's just. Not how doesn't a parent have a responsibility though to try to shield a child from some things? And it's all a judgment call. You're doing the best you can, but it's like you, you no, know. What, 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 what I would what I would have done is I would have I would have opened the letters. I would have read them. I would have read the letters I, I, with no intent of not giving it to my son. But if the letters were off the hook. I would say, look, th these sort of letters we got from, you got from your friend. And I realized I would talk to him about feeling that loyalty to him. And I would just describe that this, I understand your feelings, but this is a part of your life that if you continue, it's not going to end well. And so the reality is I would want to raise a son who can read those letters and not be impacted in a negative way. And that's what I would want. But, but she didn't get I, to raise she didn't get to raise him from zero. By the time well, she met I, him, I, he was already not a good communicator, very angry. I well, I felt like they addressed it a little bit because I felt like she, yeah, she a little. apologized for keeping him. It was a quick she you know, I, she, I think, I, she said that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think so I'm on the fence. I think this is yeah. something that for parents, you know, this is, you don't know what's going to send your kid to therapy, right? <laughs> is, the, is the statement. You don't know what's going to set them off and be you like, don't. that ruined my existence. Like, you don't know. But in the moment, you're thinking that you're doing something that is great for them. You're thinking about what what would have worked for you as a child. um, And not realizing that could be creating a whole nother um, set of circumstances and issues because you're now raising your child out of a situation of let me do the opposite of because I didn't like this mm. instead of seeking to understand. And so it's like, I would have hated for that to forever change their relationship mm -hmm. because she chose to keep those letters from him mm -hmm. because- this one act should not minimize all that she has been to him and how much she loves him while it was huge and they would have to work through it and it would be a secret and there would have to be some trust that would need to be rebuilt. Don't get me wrong. 
But even in that, when you start, this is why a lot of us like the origin stories of a villain. You're looking at it and you're like, oh, I see why you want to kill everybody. Okay. And so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you start to get this nuanced picture of people. When Marianne, Marianne could have had a situation where she was just like, you know, man, when I was growing up, my father was in jail and he would send letters and my mom gave them all to me. And when I got those letters, it was the worst thing that ever happened to me. And I just didn't want to see you go through that. I didn't want you to have to deal with that and have that conversation mm -hmm. um, or have those thoughts. And so in her mind, she's protecting them. Mm -hmm. You know, that could have been a scenario right there, or, or it could have been something more insidious where it was just like, I wanted you to forget about that part of your life. We living in this giant fortress. Don't worry about it. What you know, it could have been just, but just to I, have I'm it explained of, is the point. Right. Just yeah, to have just, it explained. Just, yeah, just, just explain it. I mean, and then the question could be, whether or not you agree with her thought process. Yeah, I, if I'm talking to you and I get an opportunity to see and try to see what you did, I think this is also why sometimes healing processes can be quicker. Because if I'm immediately getting at it, as soon as I find out about it, and then I'm going into it with a mind of understanding, I'm not going into it with a mind of hurt. See, there's a very different conversation that happens when someone who is in the, the process of healing Mm. goes and talks to someone that has has wronged them mm. if you are in the process of healing when you go and you talk to that person you're not coming to them on the defense you're coming to them on the offense and you're wanting to understand why you did what you did well, that's actually a great segue to that i think there's only one relationship we didn't really talk about i'm literally looking through the list we didn't really talk about his relationship with rocky I don't know if there's much to say on it, but I wanted to just create some space for it. You know, he started the relationship with Rocky, truly trying to understand his past more better, you know, and to get training from who one of the best fighters in the world that he could actually access through relationship. And they became family, you know, and it happened quickly, you know, to the point where Rocky was ready to just die. You know, he was like, I've got cancer. I don't got nothing less. I'm not in touch with my son. Adrian's gone. Polly's gone. I'm just going to let this, let this sickness take me, take me. And Donnie was the one that said, no, you're going to fight and really convinced him to fight and go through the chemotherapy process, extending Rocky's life. He's present in the second movie. Again, he is trainer. He is, he, they, Donnie calls him unk. He is like an uncle. And, um, to the point where when he is in complete disagreement with a fight, he literally says, I can't even be a part of this. I have to step out. He ends up getting drawn back in, but he so loves Donnie that he can't even be a part of what could be ending him or hurting him to that, to that level. Um, and so that was kind of like what we got to see of their relationship, you know, and we even got to see Rocky having a relationship with Bianca. Um, you know, they were had like a good little family dynamic going, um, in terms of Bianca being able to call Rocky, Rocky being able to call Bianca to support Donnie together. We saw Marianne even, she knew when to call Rocky to kind of say, I'm not getting through here. Donnie needs to talk to a fighter. Rocky, come to LA. We need you. Mayday, mayday. Um, so we got you. to see the relationship just get really deep. And then he wasn't present at all in the third and it was i'm gonna just let you know that that was just they were going so well it was like the first one 
was okay. It still got Rocky got a major plot line because he got cancer. Mm-hmm. And the way that they weave that in, and like when he's he's in the getting the chemotherapy, like I right, you said if I'm fighting, you gonna fight. Here's my watch. Where's my push-ups at? Right, right. now. We start running up and down the steps. And seeing them fight together, it was just so good. And then in the third one, I mean, excuse me, the second one, he fell back a little more. Because now it was, there wasn't really, you had him about his son, but there wasn't really mm-hmm. a major plot point in the second one about Rocky. He was, he was falling back a little bit. And at the end of that fight, he's like, it's your time. Uh, it, it's like that transfer of, yo, this is all about you now. Mm-hmm. And so, but let me tell you something. Any movie that is birthed from this franchise that doesn't have a Rocky uh, cameo, to me, is just absurd. Because yeah. there is no way, there is no way he didn't communicate with Rocky before that fight. But imagine if Rocky was just at the house with his son and his grandson and their family, and it's just a phone call. And just Rocky says something like, knock his block off. A little shout out to Mick from before. But it's yeah. just like, we'll do, we'll do. Um, bam. And that's it. And like, he don't, he, he's watching the fight. He's not even there. He's not training. And then you could just give Sylvester Stallone a little cameo in every movie that would show up. It doesn't have to be much, but to act like they went through all of that in mm-hmm. in, in one and two, and he's just not there. That and is you, it was ridiculous. crazy. And all I can think about was all the ways he could have been in there. You know, so, so like- many. One of the things I was thinking about was like the little daughter of Mara, as she was starting to get her interest in fighting, wouldn't it have been really interesting for Rocky to be the one that she goes to where she's like, uncle, you know, uncle Rocky, like I want to fight. And anyway, so for her to have like this and she could be watching Rocky's fights, you know, the same way her dad used to watch Rocky's fights, you know, I was like, that would have been such a nice way for it to all come together. But it does turn but, out but, with but, politics. But I I think that would definitely be an interesting storyline. But I'm saying, I also, like you said, I felt that they were transferring this from Rocky to Cree. So it's mm-hmm. like, we're, you could show that Rocky is still alive in this He's world. somewhere in the relationship. But, but just like, but like, I'm retired now. I'm not, you know, like I'm not in that anymore. Mm-hmm. But but if it's well, so- there's a possibility looking at the, the getting into the politics of it. I mean, the, you know, Rocky, um, he actually passed on the opportunity to be in this one. You know, the language he he that he bowed out because there was no place for him in it, you know. Um, and I watched one interview where he said he was like, what would I be doing sitting there holding a spit bucket? You know, it was kind of like the story has yeah. just been written. Um you know, he said, so this, I'm looking at, there's an article from the Hollywood reporter that I'm um, going to read from. And it says Stallone told Metro that he had bowed out of appearing in Creed three and that the film takes the story in a different direction, but that he wished the film well. 
but you still start to wonder why isn't he in it, you know? And then in digging into that, you know, came to understand that there is a whole lot of, um, you know, business breakdown related to Rocky, the Rocky movies, you know, apparently the actual movies are owned by um, Wink the Winkler brothers, okay? And they hold the title on not only all the Rocky movies, but also on the subsequent Creed films. And mm -hmm. so has Rocky made a ton of money? Absolutely. But he still doesn't have the ownership in the franchise that he feels he should have, you know? Um, and in this particular article, it's a Hollywood Reporter article. directed by him. It's weird. It, it's called Sylvester Stallone criticizes Rocky producer Erwin Winkler over ownership dis dispute. And it's from July of 2022. And I want to read to you just the end of it. Stallone originated the character of Rocky Balboa in 1976, famously writing a 90-page script in three days and made it part of the deal that he star in the film as the boxer. In 2019, Stallone lamented to Variety that he had zero ownership of Rocky. He explained at the time it was shocking that it never came to be, but I was told, hey, you got paid, so what are you complaining about? I was furious. Our commitment to him was that he could star in it, Winkler recounted to The Hollywood Reporter in 1983, remarking on the making of the first Rocky with producer Chartoff. We convinced United Artists to give us the money to make it. They would have only they would only give us a limited amount of money. And they said that we had to put up our houses as collateral. We really hmm. mortgaged ourselves to make sure that we brought it in on time and we did. Um, so anyway, the the long story is that um Rocky does not have ownership of Rocky. I just hate that. Whatever y'all got going on, Rocky not doing a cameo in Creed 3 is ridiculous. Like, mm -hmm. like y'all should start from that. Like, mm -hmm. like we got to figure out. There's just no and way. And Sylvester Stallone is listed as a producer on Creed 3. So but that's worth I, naming. But I'm just the point remains. Yeah, I'm just saying. There's no way. There's no way. He would, I'm sure he would talk to him before every fight. Absolutely. Like if, if there was like there, before there, and after, bro. This, before just and like after. with um Marvel, you know how all the Marvel movies had Stan Lee was in every Marvel movie. Even after he died, they put him in a little cartoon. And what I'm saying is if Sylvester Stallone is alive and there's a movie that started from this franchise. He should be a, a cameo. And, and really, just, they should just be recording some pep, pep talks and just keeping them in the files. Yeah, just, just, just do something. Just get some do pep talks on, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the files. Yeah, it was a big gap. It felt so strange. Like, even, even just, for when Marianne passed away. Yeah. That's another person. Oh, Brittany. Why wasn't he at oh the funeral? Oh, my gosh. Really? He He's not going to be at the funeral. Her That's kids weren't there. Him. Her kids weren't there. And, <laughs> Rocky like, wasn't there. That's what y'all are selling me after after one and two, after the relationships they're building, you're selling me he's not even at because in I'm two sorry. he said in two he said I took three trains to get here. And I was like, I mean three days on a train to get here. Brittany, Brittany, mm -hmm. Brittany. In two he said I rode I a train from Pennsylvania three, to DC and he I was said like, I've been on trains for three days. And you go from I'm that sorry. level of closeness 
to I don't even call you when I'm going through I'm, I'm even sense. just him considering to ret- considering retiring that would have been a conversation he would have had sorry that's the only thing you could do is kill him in the universe but that's to me sacrilege as long as Sylvester Stallone is still alive mm-hmm. like you, you if Sylvester and even Stallone, if he was dead I want a flashback I do I want him in there that's what they were doing to Mick Mick was- Mick was dead, but he was in the movie. Yep. Oh, that was another part brought him about, right back. about three that we touched on that. And I know we got to vote, but I'm saying the Wood Harris, I felt like that was another wasted opportunity because we've all seen how Wood Harris can get. Like when you talk, think about him in The Wire and like the times where he got mad and he was very animated. Like when... Stringer asked Brother Muzon if he needed some help getting back whoever tried to get it. And, and Avon was like, you don't ask a brother like, you know, a man like brother, do he need help? If he handle it, he go handle it on his own. But just that energy, imagine him barking at in the corner at three. Like, See, he was I going into did, the 12th round. I thought he did a great and job he was like, of he was like Duke's energy, he though. He was like, you gotta fight now. <laughs> All right, let's let's did fight. Did his father do better pep talks though? Everybody did better pep talks. <laughs> Everybody. And let the me first, tell you something. The original I did not, it took is me a minute to catch on. The that original that is Duke Mick. was his dad. I was like, oh, that's his dad. They literally yeah. called him Little Duke. Listen, I did not know y'all. Y'all know <laughs> remember these characters' names, bro. Well, is the Creed franchise a classic to you yes and i want to say that i didn't know that until Mary, the end of our conversation but you all made some really good points about the quality of the movie which i agree with you know what i'm saying and it's like i wouldn't feel even though i didn't feel my rocky feels i can't fault the franchise for a good movie. That wouldn't make sense. It's, it's like, yeah, it didn't necessarily, but like in looking at it, it was a good movie. It's, it's a lot of layers. It's a lot of things to deal with. Yeah, there's some gaping plot holes, but I mean, whatever. I'm not saying it's the best movie ever, but it ain't bad. And it's not where I might not think it's on a 96 level, like everybody else. I wasn't expecting to see 50. You know, like I was more... When I pulled up Rotten Tomatoes, I thought it was going to be like a 77, you know, 76. Yeah. There. But I didn't think it was going to be, I, I didn't think it was Rocky Five. That's what I'm saying. It didn't, it didn't anger me on that level. I was right. just more like, man, y'all have all the pieces. Like this idea of him having to fight this prison dude is a good idea. That is, that's, that's never been done in any of the other movies. He has been, because we've dealt with every fighting style you could think in the ring. But like, this is a different beast. Yeah. This is the, this is a guy who for the past 20 years has been getting his head banged into a boiler. What are you going to do with that? Like, and the way his build was, um, what's the name? Brittany? Jeff Majors. Jonathan Majors. Yeah. Jonathan Majors. Way, Jonathan way, Majors. No, but I'm seeing the way his build is. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like a rugged, like 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You know, it looks like you've been shadow boxing next to a furnace. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it would have totally. made sense. You know, so I'm, I'm just, I guess, I'm sorry. Let me refocus. The point I'm trying to make is that it's a good movie, even though I felt I felt. And I think ultimately, I, I'll watch it again. You know, I didn't hate it. I, I didn't hate it. I didn't feel that. Like when I watched Rocky Five, I was like in a theater, like, yeah, you know, totally. I, you know, I, I didn't even know yeah. what to say, so I didn't. I didn't feel like that. So yes, this movie trilogy is a classic. It will always, you know, be a part of my uh, 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 collection. And I, yeah. So if they're going for, I hope they don't go further. But, but we'll bro, you also say at the same time, if they do come out with a Creed 4, you wouldn't go to the theater. No. You wouldn't give it the chance to, to wow no. you. No. I'm not, I'm not, because I feel like it's just, if what you all were saying is true, it's a new generation of really deep boxing movies. And I, I'm i not interested. Oh, I hope that they get y y y like, Rocky to come I, back. I, and, and Rocky is like, you didn't have me at that last fight. You see what happened. <laughs> I call back. The thing about Rocky movies is just I love it. I love yo the end of Rocky 2 when you saw both of them just trading punches. They were both just had nothing. They had nothing left. And they both fell down and they were struggling. One second separated the heavyweight championship. That's, I don't need to see this Alvin Ailey, Ooh. wonderful, don't, beautiful fight choreography. Don't do them like that. You don't got to hate on Alvin Ailey. What did I, Alvin Ailey do? Oh, I love Alvin Ailey. Alvin Ailey, Alvin Ailey ain't done I, nothing no, listen, to no. Y'all not hearing me. I love Alvin Ailey. And in the context of it not being a Rocky movie, I love the choreography. <laughs> I'm saying... In my opinion, it didn't belong in a Rocky movie. That's what I'm saying. But the choreography itself was good. The cinematography itself was good. It's just, well, I, I don't want no artsy. I'm at a Rocky movie. I need to see somebody's eye closed right now. Yeah. I need to see somebody in the corner. Are you sure you want to go back out there? That's, that's. And yeah. I'm going to shut up. Yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. Well, I tried to be so good during this podcast. I, I got to say, bro, I think you did a great job. You know? Okay. I, uh, so I'm going to tell y'all. Uh, Creed 1, I was probably like, if I had a different like set of physical circumstances, I might have jumped up. Now, with the truth, my couch is low and I'm tall, so I can't get up real fast for me, <laughs> but... Um, I just like Creed to me was so well done. I was like, this movie reminds me of Rocky one, two, and three. And I was like, if they had Rocky one, two, and three, and then Creed, I would actually be fine. I didn't actually need four, five, or six of Rocky, honestly. I didn't, and again, we've talked about the, we're not trying to take us back there. But if they had Rocky one, two, and three, and then we had Creed, I'm like, this would have been 
like a series of perfect movies to me. Okay. And then, and then Creed 2. I was bored, you know, and I was just like, why am I bored? Because I was doing that same analysis, bro, of like, is this following the formula? And it is. They are following it. Yet I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm bored in it, you know. But at the same time, if there had only been Creed and Creed 2, and we were doing this podcast, Creed 1 was so good that I would have made it a classic. I would have made the two of them a classic because I was not so bored in Creed 2 that it would have undone how much I uh, loved Creed in terms of how well they followed the formula and the relationship between Rocky and Donnie. Like, oh, that was so good to me. And then Creed 3. And I, I thought it was just so well done. I was like, man, that not only have they, cause I was worried they were going to do like a Rocky four or five issue where you, you strayed somehow, you know, Rocky four, you went to, to, to government propagandas, Rocky five. Wh what are we doing here on the streets? I thought they were going to do something. And I was, I was actually worried about that because of how bored I was in two. I was like, we're going to be even farther off that, you know, for three, but they brought it back to the formula so tightly. I was like, yes, Creed three. And then the way that they made the character so interesting, you know, to have him fighting somebody where the origin story is not a boxing origin story. We had not seen that in any of the, the movies. And I was like, now that is creative way to get a new take, you know? And so, yeah, this, these three movies for me, this is, they are a classic franchise. Um, and it's because they kept the formula, you know, from my perspective, you know, and they also found a way to innovate, you know? And when I realized that how much the writing and production, the directing teams had like shifted through the three movies, I was like, all things considered, this is a coherent arc through these three, three movies, considering so much have fluctuated in terms of the team. Um, and so, yeah, for those reasons, yes, this uh, franchise, the Creed franchise gets my Apollo. No, what is it? Gets my Johnson, uh, Johnson Creed, Creed shorts. Shorts. Yes, Johnson it gets Creed. my, I didn't say that. It gets my Johnson Creed shorts. Wow. Um, I will tell you when I first was going, we started, I told you that my decision was already made and that this was not a classic. Not a classic. <laughs> and the reasons why, um, were because I don't see anything in creepy movies that are iconic moments. I see things that I enjoy. I see things that if it comes on TV, I'm, I'll watch it. You know, um, I I would even venture to possibly if someone was like, oh, have you seen Carrie 3? I'd be like, yeah, but I'll go see it again. Like I would go see it again. But nothing to me feels like they have an essence of talking about them later in a way that is iconic. Yeah, that's interesting. 
Um, that's so powerful. Yeah, that's interesting. So the, but with that, the part that is hard for me to not say that it's a classic is because I enjoyed all of them. Um, there were times where I felt like, dang, I wish that Donnie's character was like fighting harder. Like you have it, like you would experience through all of them. Like all, like anytime they were showing boxers in Creed, like especially in the first one where they were like showing all their stats and stuff like that. These look like people, they were going to beat you up. Like, yeah, make no mistake, yeah, I'm going yeah, to beat yeah, you up. Yeah, like, you know, just so you're clear. Just so you're clear. It's it's over <laughs> for you. I, I, my, my muscles aren't like into my neck. Like I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger, but I'm going to kill you. And so I was like, okay. But then when I would see Donnie's character fighting, I'm like, you're not fighting hard. And I was like, I don't know if that is Michael B. Jordan not fighting hard or if that is part of Donnie's confidence that he's just not fighting hard. Um, My homeboy so said the exact same thing. It was, it was, it was weird because I, mm. I was like, I hate... And the part he, that... He, he was talking up, about he wasn't really sold on him looking like a real... Boxer. Yes, it's just yes. interesting that I'm just saying other people have, you know, made that that, that has been a part because I'm just like Michael B. Jordan is an amazing, and that's why I struggle. He's an amazing actor. Amazing. Whatever role you put him in, in, he kills acting. it. Yo, he his emotion it. is like because he could do that subtle Spot stuff. On. Yeah, even you know what I mean? Few lines he can really yes. yeah, and like. You know, there's some people who could cry a lot or cry a little bit, but that person who could just do that middle, just you know, where you could right, is it? <laughs> he yeah, has that point, line. Sis, even as a great an actor he is. To your point, though, sis, in terms of how the story leveraged his great acting, I can't think of like a moment like like when we talk about the Rocky franchise. There are some of these speeches that Rocky gave where it's just like whoa, or just like the moment when Apollo died. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. Sis, yeah. You're right. You're not, you are acting, not wrong. Your first you're point wrong. of like the, the, the hand up moments. at the end of Balboa when he's saying bye to everybody. Yes, like yeah. These, these yeah, I can't, parts, I like, can even with the strong acting, I cannot think of one, sis. They're not anything that's like, you know, people are like, yeah, I'm still saying this thing. It's like, no, those parts aren't happening. Now, does that have that's to be point. the justification for making something iconic? No. Or but... making something that's really good? No. But it doesn't it have to be, to be justification. But, it, you know, and so, but after, you know, our conversation, because, again, I said I wasn't on the fence, but I started, like, climbing up the fence as we were talking. <laughs> um, I said, oh, maybe I am. I didn't really want to be on here. Um I, but I think that I still am like, they were just good movies, mm-hmm. but they weren't classic. They weren't classic. Wow. So um, it, it's it's not going to get my Johnson Creed shorts. I, I you know, I apologize for that. Oh, no, this, this, this was a fun one. So cute, especially Damien had them stones on there. I was like, okay, then. <laughs> That's nice. I mean, Britt, Britt, I'm just saying, but that you was, were not wrong. <laughs> your, your point is not wrong mm-hmm. like I'm sitting here like I'm really thinking there are parts that I really enjoy mm-hmm. but the part that I would say would make it what might be an iconic scene 
would be in Creed with the they're in Philly and it's the motorcycles and the dirt bikes and the four wheelers. That, that scene right the there, that was special. like yeah, that would be that the, was special. That, that one that okay, was very like to your point, even though that one was great and it was great. I love that scene. I was waiting for it. But when you're talking about like the Rocky running up the stairs moment. Right. I, I, like, no, I, I get it. No, there's I, I nobody that's like, let get me go get four saying. wheelers and ride the streets of Philly after they saw that. It's like, right, but that man. whole running up the stairs, the Rocky going to the statue, like that's a thing. That's, yeah, that's a good point. Well, that, there you have it, folks. The Creed franchise is not a classic from the right perspective. Whew, this was a long journey, bro. But I'm gonna tell you this: all this was Rockies my favorite. Creed. This was probably one of my favorites so far. Wow, this was one of my favorites. Yeah, this was yeah. fun because it's fun because, like, I really didn't know where I was going to land. Like, I just was so conflicted. I was so conflicted about how I was feeling, and I feel like we talked it out and it mm -hmm. ended where it needed to. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, this was a fun. Yeah. Thank you, bro. Thank you, sis. Love oh, y'all. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, yeah. for tuning in and listening. We just appreciate it. See y'all next, next time. time. Bye. Bye.